to this football club. Hello and welcome to episode 155 of Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. And have we got a bumper episode for you? It's not only a double bill in terms of football matches and look, some smiles and some grimaces in this episode. But also the boys are back from Ukraine and it was from Ukraine as well because they thought they were going to go to the uh, the Poland-Ukraine border. Actually had to drive into Ukraine as well. So Willow and Co are here to talk about what happened on their trip. You'll have heard their preview on the last episode. So yeah, really looking forward to hearing what they had to say. But firstly... It's all about Bristol City of the weekend. Look, the Baggies match, the most recent game, the reaction to that is coming up. But on Saturday after the game, Bournemouth fans reacted after beating Bristol City 3-2 in a scoreline which possibly flattered the opposition. Aside from a, a few minutes at the end of either half of the game, Bournemouth looked sharp and looked strong. And whilst the Robins showed spurts of impetus, the Cherries and Mark Travers in particular were were resilient when it mattered. Tiggs was the man on the mic and he spoke to jubilant fans outside Dean Court. Here we are outside Dean Court and I am pleased to tell you all, I'm sure you already know, that that is a Bournemouth win and I'm with Simon here and Simon looks very excited. Simon, how do you feel? I feel bloody fantastic after that. That was a really good performance all round. Uh, Christy doesn't know how to score but let's park that for one minute and focus on the all-round display Lewis Cook absolute Rolls-Royce I mean every game that we play at the minute he seems to take it up a notch yeah doesn't he yeah gliding around finding the pass doing the business definite man of the match so many chances could have been what seven eight nine I'm very happy very happy indeed a collector's edition of a goal from him as well very very rare yeah, it was kind of one of those where you're like, shoot, 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 and then, oh shit, it's gone in. Yeah, it did, yeah. And it was kind of like, yes. And then you thought, more, more, more. And it was yeah. like, just give me more. I was soaking it up. Were you enjoying that? I was really enjoying it. I was, I was excited about the fact that we didn't seem to, uh, until the last few minutes, we won't talk about that just yet, but yeah. uh, we kept going, didn't we? We, we, we yeah, put we the did. game to bed. And, and we've been wanting some performances like that more often because yeah. so often we've like done a bit, then stop, do a little bit, then stop, then stop again, then yeah. stop again. But it was all go today, so the foot was down all the way along, and we want more of that week in, week out. So, very happy. A little bit of sloppiness, but I'm forgetting about that today. We're just going to let that go. Keep all positive. Keep all positive. Onwards I love it. Onwards to Wednesday. Onwards to Wednesday. All Good right. to see you, buddy. Take care. Oh, that was lovely. What a great start that was. Ah! It's Noah. How are you? Good. I'm going to come down for this one. What did you think about that for a game? Amazing. Amazing. Why was it amazing? Because of the goals. <laughs> you love goals, don't you? Yeah. What was your favourite goal? Um, it was... Uh, Solanke's equaliser. Ah, yes, the, the early yeah. one from Solanke. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was really good as well. Uh, my favourite was probably uh, Dembele's. I didn't get as good a view of it as you. Was it as good as it as I think it was? So he kicked it in, then he, then I think he was served over. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Then he got up and did his celebration. Well, he didn't even do his celebration because a player was already wanting to hug him. Oh, so he didn't get a chance to do his own celebration? Yeah. Have you got a celebration when you score a goal, yeah. Noah? What do you do? An east side. We won't do it here. It's a bit hard, but maybe another time. Another time. Brilliant. Oh, it's yeah. lovely to see you. And I'll speak to you again yeah. soon, I guess. Okay. okay, brilliant. Super. Hello, what's your name? Uh, Harry and Thomas. Harry and Thomas, right, both of you together. Yeah. Ah, you brothers? Yeah. Thought you were. Um, what did you think of that game there? Oh, amazing. Yeah, action-packed too. Action-packed. Yeah, that's what we like, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know how we didn't, like, win like, in the end. It, 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 so, it could have been way more goals for both teams. Yeah. Now, I, I was sat in the Ted Mac, so that's the south yeah, end. Yeah. Where, where were you guys sat? Um, family stand. Family stand? Yeah. So, uh, the, the, my, one of my favourite parts of the game, we talked about the goals already a little bit, but was uh, there was a save from Travers near yeah. the end. Did you see uh, that save? Um, I think, was he like diving? Like, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I yeah. don't know, because I, I went down, so I don't know if I did or not. Oh, OK. So, what was your favourite part of the game? Um, probably... Cook's goal. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was good. He doesn't score many, does he? When he does, it's always good. <laughs> that's a good one. That's the best way to be, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you don't do it often, but when you do, it's really, really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Did you get a good view of the Dembele goal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he, he basically, um, he took on like five players. Really? He ran. And, and then, then he faked it. He faked it again. And then he just got in and shot it, which was good. Brilliant. That does sound brilliant. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on, boys. Thanks. Absolute delight. Thanks. See you again soon. Yeah, see you. Thank you. Hi, Ken, how are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? Good, yeah, not too bad. You weren't sat too far away from me. I could no, see you just, yeah. just over there. Yeah, you uh, did. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I didn't shout too loud. No, I was shouting too. Oh, it's right. fine. We're all shouting. Uh, cracking game, though. Brilliant game. Brilliant performance. Good all-round team effort. Yeah. Lewis Cook, rightly man of the match. Solanke, a very, very close second. His mm. work rate was phenomenal. Today. He came really deep like he does for the ball yeah, and yeah. there was one point where he, uh, he sort of he thought oh he's not going to get that and he just kind of beat off two players somehow turned and Unbelievable. Turning points of the game that saved by Travers yet oh. again how many times have we said that this season? I don't remember many times in, in my whole time coming here that we've had uh, people stand and celebrate a save as if it was a goal Absolutely absolutely couldn't, couldn't agree more yeah. Unbelievable uh, it's happened so many times this season uh, but we're a team aren't we yeah. you know and we stick together Where's all the grumpy people now? Where's, <laughs> yeah. all, where's all the Parker out people? Gone? I don't know. I think they've gone home. I think they have. I think they've gone home. Um, and it's just absolutely tremendous. Uh, good for the boys. Good for the manager. Good for the fans. Brilliant. Uh, we, I was talking with Tom before the game. And if, if you catch out our match day vlog, that'll be out tomorrow. Catch that one. I will do. Yeah, thank yeah, you. That, that's my way of keeping in touch with everything. And he said on that about the, the strength of our bench. And it really showed today. Um, the players we were able yeah, to bring on. Yeah, that goal by Dembele. And Lewis Cook, another rare thing. Yeah. Two goals now. He's climbing the ladder, isn't he? He's climbing the ladder. The yeah. about him, though, everybody was criticising him when he came back from injury. Oh, he's not fitting into the team, this, that and the other. Yeah. The last, what was it, four or five games? Man of the match most of the time. And he's, he's proving his worth. Brilliant. Yeah, great. Uh, a couple of games on the road now. Yeah, I can't get to the West Brom game. I bought a ticket for Coventry, quite happy about that. And I'm even thinking of driving to Swansea. Whoa. Because nice. I can't get a coach ticket. I, yeah. I desperately want to go. Yeah. And I'm thinking, to hell with it. I, I might just drive up there. Brilliant. So that's good. But anyway, great weekend. Up the cherries. Up the cherries yeah. indeed. Lovely to see you.
Yes. Now, I'll tell you what, yeah. for a baked potato, that was a pretty special goal, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you have to watch the vlog tomorrow to get that joke. What did I say to you? So you gave me a, little, you gave me a nice donut when I saw you this morning. I did, yeah. And I said, I'm going to keep the wrapper. It's going to be good luck for the rest of the season. So, yeah, happy with that. Missed the first goal. Of course uh, you did. It was 41 minutes. <laughs> yeah, missed the first goal. Yeah. But no, I'll tell you what, goal aside, uh, probably, we were just saying then, probably the first five and the last five yeah. aside, I thought we were good today. Yeah. I thought we were positive. I thought it was all us. And we just took our chance, didn't we? I was worried it was going to get frustrating. The goal before half time was massive. But yeah, apart from the... I'm not convinced on Zonal Markham when they got a big lump like that. But And yeah. Travers makes a massive save at 2-1, which I'm sure people have mentioned already. Yes, it was incredible. Huge, and that's what he's there for. But we were good today. We were good today, and we were well worthy of it. And the subs played a big part as well. Dembele with his goal, brilliant. Got Dom off, got Lerma off, yeah, had yeah. a bit of a rest. And buzzing for Lewis Cook. I think the keeper should save it. I'm right behind it, he should save it. But fair play to Lewis for having a go, and he was superb again in that role wasn't he so yeah happy days seen uh, Luton drop points Sheffield yeah. lost it's done it's no done. no one seemed to get any injuries Tom so you're like I don't, I don't like to do this so early but can I press you for some of your mystic powers now we're mm. going next game oh, bloody are hell. we going to get the same 11, 11? three games yeah. in a row it's interesting because of the when you think of how quickly the games are coming round and we've obviously got another early kick off on the Saturday after West Brom yeah and the fact he didn't bring Campwell on no. makes you think, is he thinking, oh, I might play him on? And he played Billing for 90. So I wouldn't be surprised if them two maybe switched for an away game. Yeah, Apart good. from that, and you never know with Smith and Stacey with Smith having his injury, but um, we've, got the, we've got the options. We saw that, like I say, with Dembele coming on. Yeah. Pearson, little cameo. It was, all, it was all happy days today. And I like the fact that we went a goal behind and you know, it could, we could have got really frustrated and you know, kind of, oh, everything's against us again. But we, we, just, we just got to it and done our job. So yeah, really, really pleased. And as I say, with the results going our way, I think it's done, boys. I think it's there. I'm seeing Al- Adam's here. Come on, lad. Adam, what do you think? Are we going up? Yeah. Yes. He loves it. Good. Uh, what did you think was good about the game today? Uh, I feel tall for once. <laughs> I reckon everything was really good. Yeah? I don't know what to say was the best, though. Did you have a hot dog? Yeah. Did you have, what was that like? Good. Was it as good as the football? No. No. <laughs> Sorry, rollover. Who's man of the match, Chad? Lewis Cook. Lewis yeah. Cook. Yeah. Agree with you. I was just saying then, why is Ryan Christie the best footballer in the world <laughs> and then he has a shot and he turns into Ryan Fraser? I know. Uh, I mean, honestly, he couldn't miss. I don't know how he missed it, bless him, but worked his socks off apart from that, didn't he? But yeah, they got cute today. Yeah. We got a Look at that. Yeah. We're loving it. Yeah. Get them on. Moving on, moving on. Good, on. Good to see you. Good. Hello there. Hello, gentlemen. Did you enjoy that game? Yeah. Face this way for me, will you? Look at the little camera. Oh. Enjoyed that. So, what was good about that game? What, what made it a good game? Slanky scoring. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty good goal, wasn't it? Um, were you worried when we were a goal down? No, I wasn't. No, look at that confidence. <laughs> no, definitely. The confidence in you. No, I, had, I knew they would, that would, they would change their run and make it a goal. You, you knew. You just knew. You felt it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, what was the best goal today? Do you think? Dembele. Dembele. He was special, wasn't he? With his feet. Could you, what he did with his feet there, I couldn't make it all out. Did you get a good view of it? Oh, no. In the south stand when it happened. I, that's where I was too. That's where I was. Uh, and Travers made a pretty incredible save as well. Did you see that? Yeah. I mean, that's almost as good as a goal, isn't it? If you can make a save like that. I'm better, though. Are you better? <laughs> New, uh, so you're a future Bournemouth football, goal, football goalkeeper, do you think? It's because I'm meaning play for a, for a, a team called Dexter Sports. And Dexter Sports? Yeah, and he's a, 
He's a he's a midfield player. I'm keeper. Sometimes I'm on the field. So. Fantastic. I'm just hearing my ear now. That's who Eddie Howe played for. We think that team when he was younger. So that's that's really good, guys. So I'm really I'm, the reason I'm betting in um, here. Oh really? Two, because um, um, in the last game, I no, it was a really long time ago. I got two players kicked the ball up my face oh. twice. Oh okay. Oh uh, well. Thinking positive though, Bournemouth going up. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. They're going up hundred. Thanks, boys. Come, thanks for coming on. Fantastic. Hello there. How you doing? I'm all right, thank you. How Good. Are you? Yeah, not too bad. Well, I'm, I'm getting a bit excited. to keep shouting down, yeah. down the microphone here. Uh, did you have a, a good afternoon? Did you enjoy the game? Yeah, I thought it was a really good game. Um, I'll admit, it was a little bit nervous when that first goal went in, but I did have a feeling, you know, after after that goal went in, next probably 20, 25 minutes was all Bournemouth yeah. and you just felt the goal was coming and then obviously they were uh, just on the verge of half-time I think it was or just before we got the um, the early goal and it was a really good it was a really good move as well I thought and finished quite well by Dominic Solanke the, the team before it had a lot of criticism for being able to play against teams who perhaps came here and, and put more men behind the ball and yeah. how we break but it really did seem like I don't know if, if Bristol were trying to do that, but I felt early that they were. We were able to move their players around. We were yeah. able to actually get a bit yeah. of space. And then eventually they ended up going up. Didn't they moved to a five back? I, I think they later did, yeah. later in the game, and then they changed it again. They changed quite a few times in that game, but every time they changed it, Bournemouth just seemed to have an answer for it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I thought there was a little bit of cheating cheating by Bristol. I thought I thought the referee wasn't amazing, but. Apart from that, Bournemouth did their job. They got what they needed, three points, and move on to the next one, get next three points, and then you look look at the league table. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, many, how many wins do you think we need now? How many wins do I think we need? Yeah. Nine games left. Oh, I'd want to say, I'd want to say you win them all, but obviously, I think you only need a few. You need to, we need to pick up points against Fulham, and then, that, and then when, when, when we beat Fulham, that's when you look at... How many wins do you think you need? I okay. think. Real. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Much appreciated. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Alec? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Did you enjoy the game today? Uh, what a game! What what a game! I get Parker's sort of comment on how we play. It's he said we wait until the perfect moment to score. What I he, he kind of. I th- from what I'm interpreting, kind of misworded that. I feel like what he meant to say was kind of we tired him out. We so we just play pro- proper possession-based football, tire them out, then we score. We we get them when they're when they're just tired, and that really showed today. I mean, we got three glorious goals from it. We, I, I sorry, I still can't believe Lewis Cook. That was what a goal. Um, yeah, Lewis Cook uh, probably going to play for England in a couple of years. I'd say. Travers class. Everyone was class. It was just a well-rounded, good team effort. I'd say. I think it was as well. It's just starting to rain a little bit, so we're, yep. we'll move quite quickly through. Uh, who, I mean, Lewis Cook, man of the match, yep. I think deservedly. If you had to pick someone who, who kind of just got close to that, who, who would be your, your second player of the match? Ooh. It would, I'd say probably Dom Solanke, right? Because he sort of, it was weird, he kind of played as well as being a poacher, sort of a box-to-box midfielder sort of thing, where he would be sometimes behind Lerma and Cook, just get just running with the ball, trying to, get it out to Christie and uh, Anthony and yeah it just his work rate's something else it's brilliant yeah he does a lot for us doesn't he kind of a yeah. beating heart okay we've got a few games coming up now I've, I've asked a few people about this yeah. points needed 
to get promotion or the amount of games we need to win. What, what do you think? I think, well, I think we're awful, but everyone else is worse, worse than us. <laughs> so I feel like we'll go up, but just because, just because everyone else is worse than us. Wait, who's, wait, who's our next game? Uh, next game is uh, West Brom away. Ooh. Yeah, we, we we should be able to go. We should be able to win against them. But yeah, I feel like it'll be. It should be an easy second place for us. I'd say. Okay, excellent, excellent. Right, just start the rain, so I'll let you yeah. go because you haven't got a hood. See you later. Brilliant. Hey, Neil, how are you doing? I'm going to put my little little hood up. I hope yeah. nobody minds. Yeah. I might be here That's for a while. My only concern, I think, after that game is your hair. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to be concerned. <laughs> I've got a team of stylists. They'll sort me I'm out in a sure minute. You have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was your view of the game today? Where, what's, where, which stand were you in? Uh, I was in the uh, north stand. Oh, um, brilliant. You might be able to. Right give me a little yeah. bit of light on the Dembele goal so I didn't get a good look at that. Uh, yeah, Dembele goal. Yeah, fantastic. Nice little ball, and he ran onto it, just cut inside. Literally just went around a couple of players, almost fainted to, to do something, and then and then went past the defender and uh, knocked it in. So yeah, really lovely goal. Uh, good. And, and the whole game was played at such a good tempo. I thought today, much better than the recent games. Uh, so yeah, I was happy with that. It felt like we were were we allowed to play at our tempo, or did we force the game at our tempo? That's the thing I couldn't quite work out. I mean, I couldn't work out. Did Bristol City come to sit behind the ball? We felt that we might be dealing with a with a, a kind of a low block but mm-hmm. uh, we managed to pull them around quite a bit didn't we yeah we did but I think um, what's different about today uh, which we haven't seen so much in previous games is that Lewis Cook was far more dynamic uh, moving through the middle of the park and that yeah. was forcing them to reshape um, whereas when we're just playing the U shape in and around from the central defenders yes. to the sides then it's su- such a lot easier to defend getting wet isn't it it is getting wet it's getting wet uh, are you on the road you're going to go to some of the away games coming up uh, yeah I'm missing West Brom unfortunately I'm working in London yeah, um, uh, but yeah I think I'm probably at six of the next seven so yeah looking forward to that it's going to be a cracking running isn't it my, my, I think maybe three more wins I think might be three, enough you reckon I think so, That's, I think so. Uh, yeah that'd be nice It'd be nice to get them on the board soon. Yeah, we It'd might, really we, nice. you know, I think the next home game, Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough is it? On Easter Friday. Yeah, that's the next Good home Friday. game. Yeah, it's a little yeah. way away, but you know, that two away and then one and then a home. Yeah. Cool, we could be, could we, could we be celebrating by Fulham? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's going to be a little bit tighter than that. Okay. But results again have gone with us today. Yeah. A lot of draws today, so that's helped us out. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So all good, really. Brilliant. Upper cherries. Yeah, in all departments. In all departments. Okay. Thank you, you so guys. much. Hi there. Hi. Hi. Your name is uh, Joseph. Nice I to meet you, Joseph. I'm a, I'm a fan from America. Oh, amazing. Here. What part of America are you from? Uh, Colorado. Colorado. Oh, yeah, lovely. Yeah. Rapids. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was my first time ever at first time ever in Bournemouth. First time at that cherries match. Uh, I very much enjoyed it. I just want to say, yeah, again, huge fan of you guys. Oh, thank you so much. We, you you picked doing. a good game to come and watch. How long yes. are you here for? Uh, I, this is just a day trip, so I'm okay. studying abroad in London, actually. Okay. Uh, so I just took a trip down this morning, uh, yeah. and then coach back later tonight. Uh, oh, brilliant! Well, you, yeah. you must try and catch another game yes, at some point. I will, I will try. Uh, <laughs> they make it really hard for people who've never gone to a game to go to more games, but yeah. if the opportunity comes, I will for sure try to <laughs> go to another one. But yeah, that was a that was a great experience. <laughs> brilliant. Well, I don't want to hold you in the rain for too long, but yeah. I'd really like to know for someone who's you know it's your first game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know what? What was your highlight of the game? What what kind of stuck out for you? What are you going to take home and dream about all night long? Oh man, uh, I'll just say that I was sitting next to the Bristol uh, City away fans. Yeah, <laughs> the the 
the banter between both sides is nothing, nothing like that in America. I'll just no. say that that was memorable, and you know every single goal was was memorable too. Uh, and we had to have some squeaky bum time as well. <laughs> we did to, indeed. Just to cap it off. We did indeed. I think you had a, the perfect game, a little bit. Yeah, better, yeah, a little bit of everything. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was the complete experience. Oh, brilliant! Well, thank you, Joe. Next time you're down, make sure you come For back sure, and see yeah. us. Thank you, guys. Brilliant. So much. Lovely to meet. Yeah. Ethan, do you like come on? Hi, I liked your little hat that you made there to keep yourself dry for a little good. bit. That was good. What did you think of the game? Uh, played in the, a little good in this first half a little bit. Yeah. And then second half, as soon as we got that second goal from Lewis Cook, I think we were, we were good. Yeah, I felt so too. I, I'm, I'm quite happy with the way that it went. Uh, almost the kind of perfect. I was just chatting to a, a, a guy there. He was come from America. A great yeah. game for someone to watch. You're, you know, a bit, you know, not used to watching the Cherries. Um, much better performances than some of the other performances we've had yeah. this season. Like the one that we had, I think it was Redden. Yeah. Redden. I oh, think yeah. we played, we played all right first half again, but shame to concede that uh, goal as well. And that second goal don't deserve to concede that. I mean, it's a sweaty goal. FIFA that is. Yeah. <laughs> but. Oh, well, at least we've got the three points. Yeah, and credit to Bristol. I mean, they kept coming, didn't they? They kept yeah. trying to get something from the game. Uh, and that I, maybe that helped us. I'm not sure. We've talked about that before. The teams come at us. It gives us a little bit more space to do what we want to do. Uh, who's your man of the match today? I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I think maybe Kelly played all right, actually. Um, Chrissy played all right. I think... Who else played well? Adam Smith was my man in match, actually. Oh, that's nice to get a bit of... Bit of he went down at one point, but I think yeah. he was just being Adam Smith, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, Adam Smith, in it? But I thought he was, like, holding his ear. I was like, oh, great, here we go. But seemed all right and played all right. Yeah, definitely. So a uh, few games left now to the end of the season. We've got nine left, yeah. but we're going to do it, aren't we, Ethan? Yeah, I think we'll win three and... Draw two, so that should be enough. That's what I reckon. That's ex- almost exactly what I reckon. Brilliant. Lovely to have you on. Good to see you again. And you. See you, buddy. Oh, look at this. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> He's tall, I know. Just making me look small. What's it doing to me, though? That's what I'm worried I've about. Only come on to just, I've only come on just to keep you guys out in the rain for longer. So. <laughs> it feels like, feels like some kind of comedy sketch now, doesn't it? I'll do that. Anyway, uh, gentlemen, the game today... Was that what you expected when you woke up this morning and the sun was shining? It wasn't part of the plan, but this is a championship and after 37 games, we should be used to it, shouldn't we? So 1-0 uh, down after three minutes. If there was a good out of that is that we had 87 minutes to try and recover, unlike yeah. other games where we've only had 20, 25 minutes. So I thought we played very, very well, actually, uh, throughout the game. I thought we were trying to do the right things. The only criticism, if there is one, is that we weren't having enough pot shots in the first half. And you know what? When you have a shot outside the box, you never know what's going to happen. And, that, and, and Lewis Cook did that. And look, they're trying to score nice goals. We were trying to make something happen from corners. And I get all of that. But sometimes you just need to have a shot. I completely, completely agree. Uh, Steve, what did you think of the game today? Who was your man of the match? And, and uh, if you're Scott Parker, what are you saying to the team going to the two away trips coming up? Well, Lewis Cook for me, by a country mile, man of the match today, um, made everything flow lovely today. He just kept the tempo going. He, everything good started from him. Uh, if I was Scott Parker, what would I say? Oh, well, I'd be saying more of the same because I thought some of our play was brilliant today I thought the, the, the early on the patterns of play even though we went 1-0 down yeah. 
the crowd was still on our side at that point and we, we I mean getting down the flanks we had Adam Smith Ryan Christie some of the interplay there I mean it's down our end that first half some of the little flicks tricks yeah it was, it was like watching it was literally mm. champagne football at some points but we couldn't quite finish it off and like Kirk said if you just have that shot mm. you never know what's going to happen and Lewis did that in the second half and we got I even said to Sam at half time I said this could be 4-1 because yeah. we were so dominant and we were so I mean, was so much better than they were I was really surprised how poor they were to be fair but yeah if I saw sort of Scott going into the rest of the game just keep playing the way we're playing I mean that's a low block today yeah and we've essentially destroyed them yeah. I know the I think the scoreline obviously doesn't say that but take away the two minutes at the end two minutes at the beginning the rest of the game we were dominant completely so yeah more of the same for me moving to Wednesday yeah. and I'm setting myself right up here but yeah. I actually fancy us <laughs> because it's a Steve Bruce side and <laughs> I'm not a big fan and I don't rate Steve Bruce although on paper his CV probably looks pretty decent um, take a draw though on Wednesday getting that result I think we only need to win maybe four or five max games so uh, yeah but that's, that's it. setting myself up but you know let's go win on Wednesday <laughs> if we can I've got to say on the last two performances so that and Huddersfield uh, probably my early season or mid-season criticism of Scott Parker feels a little bit silly now. I know it's you know you take it by you know as it's going, but hopefully we're going to get now this team for the end of the it's season. It's taken this long to get his you know point through to the players and get them playing like he wants them to. Yeah. It just maybe didn't click so quickly as we thought it should have done. But you know maybe he's got his message across now, and we're starting to see the fruits of his labour. No, I and thought I can retract my you know, criticisms yeah, as well. And, and I thought we were knocking the door down. I thought Dembele was bright when he came on. Great goal. You know, there's still points in there for me that you could look at. I mean, it's, he doesn't like to bench Billing. I thought Billing was good today, just like he was at Huddersfield. But you've got Cantwell on the bench. And yeah. when you're 3-1 up, bring Cantwell on. A fresh yeah. player who's got technical ability of keeping the ball, switching it, changing angles, keeping triangles going. And, you know, there's little things like that where I don't understand why we've got a player like Todd Cantwell sitting on the bench when you're 3-1 up. Um, so, you know, there are little things. But um, overall, no, you know, I'm happy. And, and this is what we want to see really if we can from here on in but I think there will be some games where we do need to maybe be a little bit acute and get get some points against the likes of Fulham's and we will need to be tactically on it tactically on it indeed and we are uh, in the freezing rain now so we're going to call it (laughs) yeah let's get it go Uh, thank you gentlemen Amazing, amazing. Now, sorry to have to bring you down now, but then in the week, of course, it was a trip to the Hawthorns against West Brom. And myself, Jeff, Steve and Tom, we we react in a windy West Brom as Bournemouth were... We put in a a poor showing against the Baggies, mustering not even a single shot on target. It, It was a display that lacked tempo, desire or technical quality and... Whilst the winning streak under Keith Stroud's stewardship came to an end, the turgid run against Steve Bruce, however, does continue. This is a very windy one, so I hope you can appreciate that um, we were battling with the conditions here. But yeah, this is Jeff, Tom and Steve outside the Hawthorns. So we're here outside the Vine. It was very busy outside the Hawthorns. I'm here with Jeff and Tom. As you can see, Cherries lost 2-0 to West Brom. Two early goals for the Baggies. And Bournemouth didn't really recover. 17 shots, none of them on target. Uh, forgettable nights, Jeff. Yeah, I've already forgotten it. It was that bad. 
really, really poor. What happened? What have, what have we been doing? Oh. Who's the, who are you? <laughs> I honestly, yeah, it's it's a weird one after the last two gave us encouragement, last couple of games, but yeah, don't get me wrong, seventeen shots, zero on target. That's not the, the management's fault. You know what I mean? We got it. We had a bit of barn door, but we made it difficult for ourselves because we conceded two stupid goals. Um, saying at half time, all the fans, everyone could see what West Brom were going to do. You see the line up. You see Andy Carroll up top. You know he's. You know what he's going to do. He's going to hang off Smith a little bit. Um, I thought Nat Phillips got drawn in every single time. Had a shocker against him. So he just hung on Nat Phillips, waited for him to attack the ball, sat off him, give him a little nudge, and it was easy. And uh, yeah, we conceded two silly goals, and then it's quite easy for them to deal with crosses and all that stuff. And subs didn't impact the game. No one had a good game. Let's be honest. There's there's not one player that, that played well in my opinion. Um, we, no. didn't, we didn't have a lot of zip, and I, I think a lot of the, the lot of the passing was sideways and backwards. That familiar you, but there was not enough going through the central midfield. I, I didn't think Lewis and, and Jeff had great games, and you know we we need them to function. Billing didn't get on the ball. Solanke didn't get on the ball at all in the first half, and it it just played into their hands. I think we psychologically we get um, we take too long to get back from conceding. You know, we, the heads weren't right tonight for whatever reason. Mr. An experienced centre half like Cahill, who knows what Andy Carroll's all about. I think we were frightened of him, and it showed. Less said about that, the better, eh? Less said about that, the better. Look, on to better things. And last week, for Buccaneering Cherries, they travelled over six days to deliver humanitarian aid inside Ukraine to the people who have needed it the most. And on this special feature, which is available to watch on our YouTube channel, they relive the trip with their absorbing stories of concern, comedy, and in Willow's case, coincidences. This is absolutely crazy. I'm with three gents that if you've been following them on social media, on Facebook, you'll probably recognise them, especially Willow here, who is the ex-AFC Bournemouth defender and assistant manager and also now his dulcet tones can be heard on BBC Radio Solar. We've got Simon here as well. Simon, how are you doing? Hello, Sam. Very good, thank you. And also someone who's not been on before. Can you... Can you introduce yourself to everyone? Yeah, my name's Gary, and I've successfully just uh, got back from the Ukraine with these two two wonderful friends of mine. So, uh, yeah. So so good to see you. I mean, obviously, uh, Willow and Simon, you came on our show and talked about this mission that you're doing, and it sort of came out of the blue. We didn't know about it, and then all of a sudden, like, what, what? Like, four Bournemouth fans are going to Ukraine, and what a mission it was. And, I mean... How are you feeling? What are your sort of immediate thoughts, Simon, after you come back? Before you go, Dave was the, the other member. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's cool. yeah, and his that, wife, that, Gail, fantastic. Yeah. And my wife as well helped out a little bit. All right, all right. Amaz- amazingly. Um, still feels a bit unreal. I mean, the the what actually happened along the way uh, was a, a lot more, a lot difficult, more difficult than we, we thought when we first got into it. Um, the way things developed was uh, was not what uh, we quite expected to begin with, but um, and things uh, as you, as, as we'll <laughs> speak along the way changed uh, a lot in the last in the last uh, day or two. Uh, instead of a four day trip, it ended up being a six day trip. But um, the uh, so that, that that we can we, we'll, we'll go through in a minute. But um, absolutely relieved, delighted. We actually got the 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 aid to exactly the right people. Hear all the stories about you know aid going to one country or another, and it. 
going in the back of a shop and coming out the front being sold. Um, we can guarantee that didn't happen to our aid because we gave it right to the people in the street that, um, that were needing it. Um, it was an amazing adventure. It's one that uh, no matter how many stories you, you can tell about, you know, John and I or Gary and I as going out for a drink t 20 years ago, um, and you think, who else was there? We'll never forget who else was on this trip. It's just one that, um, one that bond all bond us for life. If we, yeah, even though we were already close, but um, it's, um, it's 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 just a remarkable tale of of what of, of what actually we went through. Um, first early impressions were um, Poland and Germany. We knew they're really really big countries, but um, doing 500 miles at 600 miles, 700 miles, and you haven't got halfway through, and you've been driving for like eight or nine hours. Um, is, uh, is is a bit of an eye opener. You think, oh, <laughs> we must be nearly there now. Uh, no, still in Poland, st still in Germany, or whatever it may be. And um, the, the fact that the, the either side of the the roads have boards up to cut down on the noise for the uh, villages, and uh, also we found out on the latter to cut the wind down um, from blowing the vans across the road. Um, you don't actually see anything apart from the the, the road in front of you, and it, and the roads in Germany, Poland, and and Holland. Oh, beautiful! There's not a pothole in sight. It's like a, it's like, it's like a billiard table. But however, I've never seen so much freight in my life. When you drive on the roads over here, you go up the M3 or whatever you do, M27, you might see you know, nine cars, one lorry. Completely the other way around over there. Everything is freight. There's just tons and tons of it. Driving through these roads, didn't see any motorbikes, probably because there's so much freight on the road. Um, and the, the the one car, the, the few cars that were there. And we started calling donors because they were just cutting from left to right to to try and cut in and out of all the lorries and giving like inches space between between uh, the journeys. And when you've been driving for like 12 hours, the last thing you need is some, is some nutter cutting you up at 100 mile an hour. Um, kilometres in that. 100, uh, 120 kilometres an hour. 90 miles an hour. I think that worked out. But I, I, I haven't looked it up to be fair. But uh, but yeah. No. Um, but um, so 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 that was the start. Of the, the the journey was um, we got loaded up at uh, at Bournemouth Hearn Airport um, with two vans full of aid. Um, we're supposed to sort of carry three and a half tons in each van, but um, I think you know, don't tell anyone. But I think we were running quite heavy, um, um, and it wasn't like we were eating our way through it to make it lighter as we went. Um, it ended up being how much mileage would we do in going? Each each van two thousand six hundred miles. So I mean, I guess if you look at so I don't know how far Middlesbrough is, um, but you, you put that into context of doing that maybe uh, every day for for five or six days, or, or it's probably a lot further than that um, to, to to make the figures up. And it was like get off the ferry at eight o'clock in the morning. Thirteen hours later, you think, oh, we need to stop somewhere. It's half past eight. Um, you know, we haven't eaten <laughs> since breakfast, um, and it, it was that type of day every day. Uh, apart from apart from apart from the the main the main delivery day, which is uh, which uh, yeah, um, I'll leave to some of the others to talk about because that got a bit exciting and a bit hairy. Good morning, everybody. It's a lovely day here in Holland, and um, we're in where are we? We're heading towards Utrecht through Rotterdam. Um, got a long day ahead of us, probably 12, 13, 14 hours of driving. Um, probably going to push on through uh, to Poznan, maybe Luch and um, see how we get on from there. But uh, we'll keep you updated along the way. Um, in the meantime, uh, have a good one. So, Willow, was there much trepidation on your side about this journey? Either the safety, maybe sleeping next to Simon? I don't know which, you know, what things <laughs> you're probably thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The trip itself. 
listen, everything that, that went by was, the way they planned it was like a military precision. It was absolutely fantastic. The girls and um, Gail, and like I said, my wife, they, everything was in place. Um, I mean, the ferry, um, places, hostels, pubs, um, in terms of staying briefly, we were, we couldn't, we couldn't judge the time, but it, it, it I think it was three nights we got there at nine o'clock at night. One at, one, we, one at eleven, I think. <laughs> one at eleven. So it was a, that, that sort of thing. You can't, uh, you can't odds it, can you? you they, they, they were brilliant. That was great. But it was on the fly as well, wasn't it? It was like we need to stop somewhere in like an hour. Yeah. And they go, well, if you can go an hour and ten minutes, we we'll, we found this place as we were driving, and they were booking us in on the fly. They go right. And one of the things we didn't even consider was they were finding places that had parking for vehicles. Yeah. They were fully loaded with vans, and, one, and you can't be on a high street you know, with, with all them goods. So, so they, they, they were absolutely amazing finding us off, off road, down beaten tracks, hostels, and things. And they were all really comfy. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, we got there to the restaurant to closing uh, before 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 we got there most nights, and we hadn't had, so we hadn't left since breakfast the morning before. So. Um, so yeah, a couple of hungry tummies in the morning. We did survive on a bowl of chips one night. Was the best yeah, they really? could. Was the best that they yeah. could come up with, which was a bit surprising. But I think uh, for one or two of us, it wasn't a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you look at me, John? <laughs> the trouble is, it's like any trip, even in the UK. You just don't know what the traffic's like, what the conditions are like. So our aim was just to drive, and you know, dr going over there, we could only do seventy-five miles an hour because we had the vans full up. Right. Coming back, we could go a lot faster. So again, we just wanted to get as much of the traveling done uh, in the least number of days so and did you know roughly where you were going to start off with because I gather the sort of destination was almost a moving target depending on whereabouts they sort of direct you to go we had been told where we should head for so that's that's literally where we headed for and that's where we sort of did it on the fly in terms of where, where we would stay over at night depending on on, on um, we, you know the we only found, found that out the night before. We, we, so we based the whole trip around what we thought was a big refugee area, uh, a town called Luj, I think they call it, but it's called Lodz, which is um, which we actually made that town the first night. However, the night before they said, "No, no, you're going to the border. You're going to the border of Ukraine." And they'll send vans over to meet you. You'll open your back doors. They'll open their back doors. You reverse up to each other, and they'll put the passes on. You go one way, they go back over the border. Didn't quite work that way, but um, no. but but that would be so we based the trip around going going to this one town. I thought, well, we can vary it from there, um, but it's a good starting point because they really couldn't tell us. Don't know who needed what in which aid centre or where the refugees were coming through if they were, or w um, which refugee had had been stopped. Um, you know, they, they, there's certain routes have been cut off, um, and 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 certain aid aid areas had been had been full. They've still got stuff, whereas other, others were running out. So you'd get moved around on the fly pretty much, and we understood that. But we had to have somewhere to base it, and so we'd, we'd heard other people had been to this town, so we based on going there uh, originally. Um, but uh, but things changed. As Gary said, we got the message tonight before saying, no, no, you're going to the border to, to, to do the vans. Good morning. Beautiful sunny day. We're on our way to the final destination of the drop-off point. Um, so we'll go and tell you where that is after we've, uh, after we've left it. I've got John Williams at the wheel today. Say hello, John. Hello, John. Hello, John. So, how are you feeling? Pretty good. All set? 
yeah, all set. This is, uh, you know, we're going to be another four hours or so. But um, yeah, looking forward to getting there, meeting some people, and unloading, getting the gear off, and, and then getting away as quickly as possible. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then hitting the road. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks for that. I'll let you. I'll let you carry on driving. All right. We'll um, we'll update you in a few hours when we're when we're near, nearly there. Cheers, guys. Take care. Yeah, so it all changed a bit. So again, we did it. We did it on the fly. Uh, we were driving down. We we knew roughly where we had to go towards the border, um, and then somehow I became head of communications with uh, Operation Poland Stroke Ukraine, and um, got this message through saying they wanted us to well, to deliver it into into the Ukraine. So, so you um, had to go. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so actually, Dave and I were in the van at the time, and, and we had the conversation, um, and we decided, look, we've come this far. You know, if if we only unload at the border, and to be fair, we had been our first drop-off point. We had been away from the main refugee centre, so we were a bit dubious about going there anyway. And then the thought of being sort of off the beaten track and unloading two massive lorries full of full of goods um, to us you know the goods would go walking um, so Dave and I discussed it and uh, we told the guys we needed to pull over I think Willow was uh, relieved we did and um, then we then we told and Dave and I had said we're going to go across irrespective it's up to these two guys to make their own risk assessment and decide what they want to do and we told them and um, I thought Dave and I were really upset we, we thought they would react really badly um, and they were very serious for the first time for... for no, uh, the winner swore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think we're on this. <laughs> I said, are you fucking joking? <laughs> <laughs> How far? Only 30 kilometres. Yeah. Great. But, you know, there's no way we, we're going to do it, no matter what. Couldn't leave Not the aid far. on the side of the road. Yeah. We couldn't bring it back. Yeah. The, our only other thought was we dis discussed taking it to an aid station somewhere, you know, a, a refugee station somewhere, and we might find one on the fly, but then who's to you know if they needed it or not. Um, so the decision was um, they were going to send... So they so decided they're going to send a guide over um, to meet us, and they would get us through customs, etc., and, and go to Ukraine. And this was all about... 11 o'clock in the morning, 12 o'clock? Yeah, it probably 1 o'clock by the time we got down there because I may have uh, not taken after. the best route down there. I'm going to just chip in here because the most amazing coincidence of my life happened. <laughs> now, I'm going to leave it till the end. <laughs> it's something to do with the guide yeah, yeah. Who, who, who eventually got us through, which Simon would tell so you So stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 yeah, so things changed last minute. We all decided we had to push through with... We phoned home and uh, advised our, our loved ones that um, we'd been asked to do this, and uh, they didn't react kindly. But 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 Gail was looking uh, at the computer at the time and typing away. Frankly, said, "No, no, somebody else has been done it before." I said, "What well, if they survived to tell the tale? They must have got back. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> the, the tale was good." So so um, we decided we decided we'd do it, and thought we can get over the border and get back. It won't be a problem. However, then getting through the border was uh, was a was a Problem. A, a, a major problem. So we met, we met the two, um, there were two guides, a, a female American Polish heritage uh, lady and um, and a Polish Janice. 
Janusz, um, a, a Polish guy who um, had lived in the UK for um, um, but spoke Ukrainian as well. So they were going to help us uh, help us across. And where we met them was actually where we were supposed to drop the aid off into the back of their vans for them to go over. Um, but when we got to the border, it wasn't uh, quite as straightforward as we uh, first as we first thought. Um, there's four different sets of passport control, two on the Polish side and two on the Ukrainian side, and every one of us, every one of them didn't want us to go over for whatever reason. And the worst ones were the Ukrainians, especially the, um, um, was the ones that stopped us at the end, the, the goods, when you go through the goods control to check what you're carrying over. Oh, customs. Customs, thank you, the, the customs control. So we're, we're carrying seven, maybe eight tons of eight, um, between the two vans to give to their people to help them. And he was moaning about everything. What's in these boxes? Well, it's toiletries, it's aid, it's medicines, it's food. It's lots and lots of food. Hmm. And they'd take your passports and go away. But that's just happened for all, on all four stages. Then he'd go away for an hour and he'd come back and said, um, you're carrying a lot of beer. Now, it wasn't a lot of beer, but there was uh, two or three um, crates of beer that the, the, our guide had pushed in to little holes. He said, no, no, this will come in handy. And the reason they were there is obviously to uh, to, 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 to bribe, bribe the guards yeah. because Ukraine's wow. in prohibitions from the first day of the war. It went into prohibition, so you can't buy drinks. If you've got some at home, you can have them, but you can't buy them and you can't sell them. And so after five hours of, of the crossing, um, the, the guy then says, yeah, they've got too much beer. He said, well, I'm Polish. These guys are British. We all like beer, and it's not illegal for us to have beer in, in Ukraine. Mm. He said, do you want some? And then his eyes lit up and went... Well, I don't drink so much myself, but some of my colleagues do, yeah, yeah. So he just took a crate with him. And, and sure enough, about half an hour later, uh, the, both fans both had got through. But I just couldn't believe how much opposition they put up to us delivering aid to their own people. You know, it's like, um, I'm not sure we can tell the one about what... Um, no. No, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so, so anyway, by, by now, it's, um, we, get across, we get across the border, it's just the daylight's fading. The sun's setting behind us. I've got a lovely photo of, of, of welcome to Ukraine, <laughs> if it can be a welcome to Ukraine um, sign. But the sun's setting behind us, and then we can't go anymore because we've got to wait for a car to come. We've got to wait for a car to come so that we can follow it because they're not going to tell us directions or give us map references. And uh, I think most of the signs in Ukraine have been taken down, road signs of where the, this town is, 100 miles to here or 10 miles there. That, uh, there was nothing like that. So we waited and waited and waited. By the time we got there, it was pitch black. Um, which was which was quite a daunting thought driving through. Yeah, I mean, what was more scary was the fact that you'd just driven off nice main roads and motorways and you suddenly hit Ukraine. And, uh, I mean, the roads were, I mean, you talk about potholes. The, the roads were completely riddled with potholes. Um, so you, it really brought you home the difference, the economic difference between the two countries. And there were a lot of the big anti-tank, you know, the metal crosses that they make up. They were all in the road. They had massive, great big concrete blocks which they would move across. There were soldiers with uh, with rifles. So we went from driving all the way down there. You know, we 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 realised, you know, you were getting close to a war zone, but it was you felt quite quite safe and quite comfortable till actually you, you crossed the border, and then it really did uh, bring it home to you. You know, mm -hmm. what was your morale like, Willow? Was it ever you know did it ever dip or or not really? No, never. Willow it doesn't ever high. dip in him, do you, no. Willow? <laughs> <laughs> it was everybody was supportive of one another. It was a great team. We started calling ourselves the Fab Four. <laughs> obviously, with my limited connections. <laughs> so it was a it was a, 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 a great 
thing and everybody was supportive of one another so no no problem there with morale. Uh, we, we, we decided we had to as we spoke before um, on the previous one we had to change up you couldn't sit with the, the same guy next year for four five four days we first played ended up being six because of the Ukraine all day two foot away from the same person now how closer friends we are and we've all been friends for a very long time um, yeah, um, it would test your friendship um, and, and, and you know and but there wasn't a crossword between us it wasn't it was but Con, you go with him this afternoon. I've had enough of him. Or you know, oh, I'm not sleeping with him tonight. He snores. It was that type of thing. Mainly about me, I think. Was, was the thing. It was the other, others arguing it's just not to have me. I think was the problem. I mean, to be fair, originally it was just Simon and I were going to go, which yeah. seemed a good idea. If we were sat here now and it was only the two of us, it wouldn't have been such a good idea. And the fact that as soon as Willow found out about it, he was, you've definitely got to take me, boys, and then we can tell you how um, dear old Dave got roped in. So having the the, the four of us being able to, as I say, take it in turns, swapping vans and who was sharing sleeping conditions just, just worked out perfectly. Um, we worked out today, we've stayed in the car for 60 hours, in all, or it's going to end up that way, 60 hours. And it's been great because I've sat with Simon and we've moved around, day. Uh, Gary, <laughs> and we moved round, and, uh, and, all, uh, and every time I end up with Simon. So I've had a great uh, few days. It's been exhilarating in actual fact. Yes, of course. I mean, it was. We, I mean, we we got to the border, and it, it was fantastic news. They said to us, "Would you go in 30 kilometres to the Ukraine?" And of course, we didn't even give it a second thought. Yes was the answer. It's just the opposite of bottle one. Yeah. <laughs> after, after a few big thoughts, by the way. So it was uh, an exciting three or four hours to go in there, 30 kilometers and back. And uh, we got away with it. We're out. We're on our way home. And enjoy it on a good night of the bed. Well, we're going to have a couple of drinks tonight. Yeah, and we're up again in the morning. So looking forward to see you all uh, at home. Do your musical tastes align? Because I presume there's music going on in the van, right? Do you know what? We didn't have the radio. What, what, what was really, really odd, Simon did at one stage. Yeah, strangely, we, um, although. Yeah, we we'll, we we'll love our music. It wasn't um, it wasn't something we were playing, so we we're concentrating so hard on the on what was going on the road because there was so much freight and we were running so heavy, um, and the braking distances were key. And just also, really, um, whoever was passenger was communicating with home, just going, "Gail, can we do this? Viv, can we do that?" Sort of thing. Yeah, where are we? You know, how, how much further can we can we go? At and they were they were working out um, routes and things for us. But it was really it was quite strange because the route was fairly straight. It was just like. You could almost draw a line from east, to, from west to east, and and we, and we were following it. That's just the way the motorway went straight through the middle. Um, so, so there wasn't a lot of deviation, but but um, it wasn't till after we delivered the goods and John and I were back together the next day that um, we thought we'd come back a different way um, because we had that extra day's delay. We couldn't make the we couldn't make the ferry that we that we ideally wanted to on the. Uh, the Saturday morning or Sunday morning, so we had to get the Sunday night, which, which really bought us some time. So we looked at the map. And the girls didn't appreciate this, and nor did Dave actually. But we looked at the map and we worked out either way back. About eight hours I'm driving the first night is either Berlin or Prague. <laughs> now, 
<laughs> well, we thought that'd be a nicer place to stop, especially when we get there about half seven at yeah. night, because the, the, we didn't have to drive too, too, too long, because we had two like, eight-hour days. And, um, and so we sort of talked about it, and went, that sounds great. And um, I'm sure there's some cheap hostels in Prague, um, but apparently it wasn't uh, where we, we ended up. We ended up near Dresden, which was uh, right between the two, right through the middle. Um, but literally about five miles, wasn't it, from Coldest Castle? We didn't even know, otherwise we'd have gone, we'd have gone, we'd have gone there for the night. see that. Yeah. Um, apparently there's turned at the hotel and we were saying it was probably going to be the only Englishman to be thrown out of Coldest Castle rather than being kept in to Coldest Castle. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, so, so that was the night we, uh, we, we stopped and, uh, um, uh, and watched the England game. We had this uh, lovely uh, German hotel near Dresden that, um, that said they couldn't put the football game on, but they called all their friends and somebody worked out how to download it and put it on the screen. So we were watching the England game which, in a German bar, which was nice. We're on the way back now, aren't we? Yeah, it's on back. Yeah. So we've skipped a whole chapter yes. here. But, but so do you want the music. coincidence now? Let's go, go for it. 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 it well, it, Gary sort of instigated it by talking to, what's, what's he called again? Janusz. 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 Um, he was talking to him and mentioned where I lived and that, and he, he spoke really good in English as well as Polish and Ukrainian, and he said, "I think, I think Will have lived, lived there. He lived in England for quite a while. So I live in Barton and Sea, and across the road there's that restaurant, Pebble Beach. We mm -hmm. have, you know, need your checkbook if you go in there. By the way. <laughs> not now, you're not now. You're a famous oh, superstar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, your checkbook, I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, I worked in Pebble Beach for ten years. I went, you're joking." No way. Yeah. He says, my mum, like if you, if, you, if you come out of Pebble Beach and turn right, she lives on the top over there. And I'm like, you are joking, mate. You can't, that's not. He said, no, it's good. He said, my son is at the Bournemouth Academy. No way. Honestly. Yeah. He's a goalkeeper. Ten years, under, ten under years of tens, age. Under ten, he said, yeah, ten years of age. So we've had John's had to drive to Ukraine to meet his neighbour. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, I mean, is a free kick for me <laughs> across the road. And I'm like, that, I thought, I right, hang on, they wanted me off. <laughs> They've got me right. <laughs> and he went, no, no, honestly, it's true. Unbelievable. Yeah. That is crazy. So, 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 so he, 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 uh, he was living in Bournemouth, but moved out there when war broke out to help because he could he could speak both languages and wanted to help his friends on the Polish and, 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 so, and, and Ukraine side. So he's gone over there to help, and we've met him literally at the Polish-Ukraine border, and he's seen us across the crossing. John's neighbour, bless him, did, did, really, really did help. So it took and England, England, England <laughs> to, what was it, was Holland? England to Holland, yeah. then... Germany, all the way through Germany, and then Poland, and then the Ukraine, and he he worked across the road in the restaurant. <laughs> that is unbelievable! <laughs> wow. But I, I guess um, leading on from that, it is um, is a bit more about what happened when we got across the border into yeah. Ukraine, because yeah. this is. Uh, I mean, I, I take it there was a lot of uh, like refueling. I mean, obviously there was a lot of money that's been donated. Yeah. Um, and that helped with a number of your costs, uh, right? Uh, uh, absolutely, and, and, yeah, and it's so generous and, and so appreciative. Because things like eighteen hundred pounds worth of fuel over six days wow. is, uh, yeah, and, 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 and we had our vans on economy mode, or one of them that did economy mode. We had on economy mode all the way there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just relentless, mile after mile. Um, it's what was it? Two thousand over two thousand six hundred miles. Um, it's, it's just huge distances, 
and being minus four, we did actually stay in a couple of hostels along the way. We slept on the boat overnight, so there wasn't anything there. But yeah, the hostels they were so cheap, but but lovely. Just get our heads down, a bit of warmth, um, and then on our way again the next day. Um, so yeah, the, the, but the, the funding has been invaluable. It, 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 yeah, we couldn't have done it without the, the, no, the people. People have been so generous. They've been incredibly generous, yeah. and, and they're, the, they're the heroes, the people that just uh, enabled us to get over there and deliver this aid. And we delivered it right to the people of Ukraine, uh, but only thanks to the people funding us. We couldn't have done it without them. Um, we have some left over. We'd like a little bit more so we can go again, yeah. because uh, because the, the need hasn't gone away. But um, but yeah, so things like the fuel, the ferries over, um, Do you want to market your favourite van hire company? Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We love Abacus. So you, you, could, you, could cut, you could cut this out <laughs> if, you like, if you like. But we went. We, so many times this journey nearly stopped. Um, firstly, things like I expected to get eighty, a couple of hundred quid um, in, in the GoFundMe page, and I was going to go. That's all right. yeah, sorry, guys, we couldn't make it. We're but it went to like nine hundred pound in the first night. And I said, Gary, we are going to Ukraine one way or another. And so I went and said, well, I've got to hire a van. Because I spoke to Dave, and I, I said to Dave, I said, you've got like 14 vans, haven't you? Because you you've got franchise at DPD. He said, yes. I said, I want one. I'm going to take it to Ukraine. He said, not a chance in hell. <laughs> he said, he said, just a mileage on it. He said, the, the, yeah, um, and what happens if it breaks down, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, so, so I thought, okay. So we're going to Enterprise vans in Ferner. And they said, you've got no charge of booking a, uh, a, a hiring a van to go to uh, Poland. No one will touch you. Not one company will touch you. And I went, oh, well, that's it. Of all this money now, building up, it's like £1,200 by the morning. And I can't go, and I couldn't think of a way out. And I was thinking, can I borrow the books? And it's only tiny. I said, oh, Abacus is just up the road. I said, go and ask them anyway, see if they, they might know someone that might. And um, when they said, oh, you're delivering aid to, to, to Poland for, you, for the Ukrainians? Yeah, yeah, oh, good, we'll give you a 10% discount. It's like, what a difference. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, we were just told no one will touch us. Oh, no, no, we've got drivers going all the time. There's, there's a lady who's been twice on her own. Wow. Sorry? Is well, there? Well done, Abacus. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, so, so, so we, we made sure there's a few photos of the Abacus van actually in Ukraine when, when, when we got it there. Um, but, but what a difference, yeah, and, 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 the, and it nearly stopped there and then. And so, anyway, when we got enough money, Gary and I, to, to, to take the van, um, and we, we, we went to Abacus, we went around to see, and I, I was badgering Dave and said, Look, you need to do something. He said, Well, I'll tell you what, how much do you think it's going to cost you in fuel? I said, Look at the mileage, it's probably about 600 quid. He said, I'll pay for that. He said, I'll give you the fuel. So, we so he donated 600 pounds to, to our GoFundMe account. So, brilliant. So, the day, a couple of days before, I think it was a Sunday when we were leaving on the Wednesday, Gary and I have driven around there, just go around and have a beer and say, Thanks, Dave, it's really helped us a lot. And Dave just looked at me and went, you want me to do more, don't you? I said, well, anything you can do would be, would be useful. He said, girl, what van have I got? I'm going to Ukraine. <laughs> and, and that was it. He was coming with us. So he set up his own GoFundMe page, and, um, and, and they got £1,200 so far, I think, in that. Um, and we put an event up. And since the interviews with you, um, it's, it's gone mad. And we're getting donations from people we don't really know, um, but we thanked every single one of them. Um, we, but family, friends, people are just so generous. And I think people... And want to do something, they just don't know what they can do. Yeah. And buying a tin of peas and taking it to the shop, it probably doesn't satisfy people, you know, or, or, or some food or whatever they've, they've been doing. And so they've enabled us to do this. So I think, I think, you know, um, and that's what I promised that we would put videos up, we would put photos up, and ho hopefully they got value for money uh, along the way. Yeah, we're, we're not professionals. I just had a camera, uh, my phone, a, a f an iPhone with a camera on it, and we just had a chat as we could, and we thought, but you know, um, and some of it's very samey because it's how do you feel this morning? Yeah, tired. Yeah, how do you feel this morning? Yeah, tired. <laughs> um, what are we going to do today? Oh, we're going to drive. Um, but um, 
but we gave, we gave some feedback and uh, we showed the journey there and back, I hope. Um, and <laughs> stupidly, we, um, we will go again. Um, we need to go again. Um, the uh, waiting for John to have an international breaks um, might be difficult before now and the end of the season. If we get in the playoffs, it might be too late to take John again. So we're hoping go, we've got to go up automatically so we can we can get there quicker. Um, but my company's been really supportive. Um, they might send a couple of vans. Um, now I've, I've, I've just discussed with them how to do it. And if we can inspire anybody else to go, because um, yeah, we can only do so much, seven tonne at a time. If we can get 10 people to do what we did at 70 tonne, that makes a world of difference. I think people do find it more tangible when you're, you know, you're donating, especially like to four guys that people know and who are going there like in the space of a week like you did. And then, you know, then you're back already having achieved it. If you do it again, I'm sure you get equally more support. Well, so, but, yeah, it's, uh, our friends have only got so much and, and, and uh, so we will rely on other people and, and, and hence uh, hopefully some, some of your uh, audience will, 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 will decide to, to, to chip in and uh, we can promise them, you know, um, we, we, I'll write them a letter if they like from the border. <laughs> um, just uh, so they've got something from Ukraine well, in, next time. In Polish. Um, yeah. but, but, so go, 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 yeah, absolutely, I'll get Janusz to do it. Um, but, but, go, but going back to the Inspire and others, um, I got so emotional that the day we were coming back on the ferry, um, one of the guys that was loading, helping us load our van at the, the care depot in the in, uh, uh, turn said, uh, it was asking me lots of questions about how we did it and what we were doing and where did we get the van and this that, and the other. So I explained it all to him and what the difficulties we had and what we were doing with the ferries. So I got a message from him that morning saying uh, he was going. He's got the van, he's going to load it up and go the next day. And, and, and that to me was like, oh wow, we've got one. We've inspired one. And I had to go back up my neck because I don't get emotional about this because, because that's the legacy, that's the next stage. The people get some more aid. Um, but luckily, he didn't quite, for him, he didn't quite have the adventure we had because uh, he got 10 miles into Poland to deliver to a hotel where refugees were staying and we came back, and, like, it was done in two days. So he was like, <laughs> so, oh thanks mate. <laughs> but but he, had his own, he had his own adventure and his own memories that will never leave and, and you know, he'll have pride in himself for life, I hope for that. Cause if anyone does decide to do it, Simon's got a shortcut in Poland. <laughs> just, they, just, they'll, they'll knock about four hours off. <laughs> Not many people know. <laughs> I was probably asleep for about four hours, was I? So, I mean, so what was it like then when you're in Ukraine and then you're handing over the stuff? I mean, you must have felt a sense of accomplishment and pride and all these kind of things. Do you know what? You probably didn't, actually, because it was literally... To be fair, the vans pulled up at what I thought was quite... I mean, we were in the centre of town... It, but it was a little bit. I thought it looked a little bit dodgy where where the buildings buildings were. No disrespect. Uh, <laughs> Fair to say. And then lots of Ukrainians came out. Uh, quite a few kids and and women and children and stuff. And it was a matter of just. We've never unloaded a van so quick, you know, two two vans so quick and. Um, they were just so pleased to see us, you know. You, you did feel like, you know, sometimes you see Bob Geldof go to Africa, you know, and he's mobbed out there. You, it, you did feel a bit like that. So, to be honest, I didn't really, didn't really feel any, anything about um, how unsafe it was because just the, the euphoria of their faces and just, just getting this thing done. I think the scare of it was driving through Ukraine because we're going deeper and deeper. They wouldn't tell us where we were going. They said it's 20 kilometres over the border, and we know everyone. 20 kilometres, about 20 kilometres back there, and we're still going, it's left and right and left and right. We're driving near a war zone, or something. Um, and we're heading near El Viva, got bombed a couple of days before, and funny enough, got bombed the day we, uh, the morning after we left. Um, and But we're not knowing quite what to find, you know. These these guys could be desperate and go, look, we couldn't get our vans because 
they've been blown up, we need yours. See ya, and take our vans and our phones and even our passports. We don't know this, so so you know, these little doubts go in your head, especially at that time of night after a long, tiring day. Um, so you, th you start thinking the worst. You think, well, actually, they seem all right. Um, but but when you get there and they're hugging you and it's like, you know, I I and this whole trip, uh, suddenly I'm. Covid's left my brain. I didn't even think about it once. We're on the ferry with people. We're in the vans with each other. We're, we're stopping um, at service stations and not cleaning our hands. We're using the pumps. We just wanted to get it there. And when these people are come up and they're all sweaty and hugging you and, and, and kissing you on the cheek and stuff, it didn't even for one second think, oh dear, I better wear a mask or anything. It's just like this. This is this is what's needed. You know, whatever else else is out there in the world, this is what's needed now. And um, and so, as Gary said, it, it was just. Something that was happening at the time, but just driving away, I almost wanted to, um, to stop on the side of the road and, and, and just have a moment. But there was a guy who said, "No, no, we need to, if we if you'll get." They offered us a room to stay the night, um, as I said, and, and, and we all agreed that one wasn't going to happen. A, a, a sleepover was not in, in the plan. In, in that was, that <laughs> was <laughs> a definitely. Are you joking? With the F word. So we just phoned them once, and they and basically we discussed it. We we wanted to get back, but thinking, but. By the time we get back, if it's another six hours through the board, it's going to be five or six in the morning. We haven't eaten um, since breakfast. Um, and they've given us water and stuff. And his breakfast. <laughs> well, no, but, 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 but literally, and, and the breakfast is cheese and cold meat. Yeah, but not being funny. So I have two English vans with number plates on there. Uh, and they'll only let you through if you've got the, your um, doc registration documents. Um, which, I, which I guess is a way of checking that people haven't nicked vans and are bringing them across. But... If if they you know do want to get their hands on vans, two two English vans. So yeah, it was that was the quickest decision we made, I think. But, but we did we did phone home and just mentioned that you know, uh, and and the message came back: get your asses over the border. And that was that was it. So one of the, so one of the vans was 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 tracked. David tracks his, his fleet the vans, and so when we'd made decisions to go through, because so that's all right, we can track it. So they each of them set in their own houses that night with a little what their own private WhatsApp group, but watching the vans moving. Of course, when it got to the boardroom, didn't move for six hours, and we're not speaking to them very often. They get a bit itchy, and then it's like nine at night, and they see us actually moving into Ukraine, and we're like three hours stopping, starting, um, stopping. For a and it was quite an uncomfortable evening for them, I'm sure, because they didn't have a clue, because we were in radio silence, sort of thing. You know, we couldn't we couldn't phone them up and go, oh, hi, we're here. Um, so, so, so that was probably more uncomfortable for them than it was for us. But still, it was that unknown of. There was nothing around. Some of the roads we were going to, we'd never found our way back to the to the border um, no. without these guys. So we waited. So we waited for for a guy to, to to be free to to lead us back to the border, and and that was a bit of a relief, but but yeah. just as scary because it's just like we don't know where we are. We could be leading just another town because um, it it was so much left and right. But when we got to the border, we thought, okay, well at least we're here. We're probably a bit safer here, but it could be another six or seven hours, and it was it was ten o'clock at night or something, and so we said. To the girls, look, soon we could speak to them again. As soon as we're across the border, can you find us a hotel like right on the border? Because we're, we're done, we can't move. It was a hostel, it wasn't I don't mean hotels, you know, we're not, um, but um, somewhere to put our heads down because we're done. I'm funny if they came up with it again, perfect. Oh, yeah, half an hour away from the border, that's plenty enough. I can drive, <laughs> we can, that's plenty enough. We can get, we can get, you can get your head down here. And it's like 10 euros a night or something for the, for the, for, for it was 15 euros for the room or something. So two of us slept in each room for 30. We just had to do it. And, um, but we couldn't have done that without the, the support from the girls at home. But, um, but the whole, yeah, the whole Ukraine thing of turning from you're delivering to the border to no, no, you're coming over. 
um, really changed the, di the, the, the dynamics and it was a scary few hours for us but, but also for our loved ones at home. Good morning and happy Mother's Day to all the lovely mothers back home. Um, it's Sunday and uh, we're driving from near Dresden to the Hook of Holland to catch our overnight ferry tonight. Um, and one more day to go when we arrive back in, in England in the morning, just a four, four or five hour drive home. Um, so we should be home sort of tomorrow lunchtime-ish. But Dave's driving. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, reflections on things now, Dave? Now we're sort of finally heading home. Just tired, dude. Relieved. Hello, yeah, you like to get home. Uh, and I'll fill up with driving. <laughs> I've got the road. However, rumour has it, it's been mentioned by a couple of people, including your good lady wife, that um, this isn't over. We may, we may have to go again. What are your thoughts on that? I'm not listening. <laughs> should, we, should we get home first before we go again? Have a funk about it. Have a funk about it. So, surprisingly, spirits are still good even though uh, some silly sod woke us up at three o'clock in the morning and decided we wanted to go to the ferry port uh, at that time. Um, neither of us, by the way. Um, so we're all tired. Uh, looking forward to coming home and seeing you all. And um, many thanks for everything. Um, and we keep going. It doesn't stop. Russians haven't stopped, so nor can we. Lots of love. Thank you. Have a lovely day. We'll see, we'll see you when we get home. Bye-bye. Yeah, and it must have been heartening and nice to get messages from home. Obviously, I mean, I know you're not a social media guru, but you oh, really? you probably passed off. <laughs> that surprises me. I expect a lot Captain of the messages well were... On the trip. <laughs> Thank you for the kind words. <laughs> I'm hopeless. I expect a lot of the uh, your goodwill messages were passed on to you. As a yeah, sure, so. of course. And, uh, you know, texts and a little bits and, and, and bobs, yeah, no problem with that, so, so always in contact. To be fair, probably the most dangerous thing I experienced on the trip is when I'm driving, I'm trying to answer John's phone at the same time. But I managed to uh, manage that after a while, so I do know all of his passwords. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you want to know John's COVID certificate, I can dial into his phone and get that for Actually, you. Actually, we've done that this morning. Have COVID, you? Yeah, <laughs> clear. <laughs> But, but, but so, so, so coming home was a big relief, and obviously a lot lighter vans, a lot lighter vans, um, and um, and just go back. And, we, and where we have missed the rush to get to the, the ferry we, we aimed for, we had two sort of eight and a half, nine hour days of driving instead instead of one of fifteen, sixteen. Now that's it doesn't when you talk fifteen, sixteen, it doesn't sound a lot, but when you still took eight or nine, that's, that is a long drive because yeah, we're thinking, oh, this is easy, but you're going. Oh my God! It's still six o'clock at night. We haven't, we haven't got anywhere. Yet. You, know, it, uh, it, you can do it, you can do a lot of driving in, in that time. But um, just to put a perspective on it, on the driving, Liverpool's two sixty to get there. Really, two sixty to get back. So five. Three. I know that one. Yeah. So. so we we so we did there and back every day, or more than that, there and back every day for five days running. Mm. Well, hello. Hopefully, this is the last update for a while because we are back in Ferndown. We made it home for guys and two vans in roughly the same shape as the well the vans are the roughly the same shape as when we left um, we might not be feeling a bit tired and jaded but um, we're back in Ferndown having a beer um, two of the wives have joined us that uh, have done a lot of the work behind the scenes um, along the way and, and, Gar and Gary's Gary's feeling fresh apparently uh, he's, he's been like that all, all trip but um, I'm gonna introduce you to Viv say hi Viv hello and Gail 
Hello. As long as you can see yourself in the window. Hello. Beer. Yes. Yeah, back on a solid ground of England. Love it. Back, and back with the wife. Yeah, don't forget, a don't forget to well. mention the wife. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> my wife, Viviano's here, so everything's very good. Um, that's it, we've got you all the way through. No scrapes, no dents. No problems, no. no it's, uh, we're, we're just working out when we're going to go back. Exactly that. So, come, when, when are we going no, back? No. You'll, you'll tell us. So, <laughs> so the next plan is we're, we're still fundraising. Um, we have 5,500 so far, so what we'll do is we'll put all the costs together, what we paid, we reckon that's about 3,000, we're not 100% sure yet, and then we'll arrange for the next one to go over. We're also in, still in contact with the Polish guys about what they need, um, and they just need transport over. So if anyone else has ideas or wants to go, wants to go over to Poland, I know our guys were a bit exceptional going into Ukraine, but that's what was needed at the time. But any help that you need for assistance, logistics, um, hotels, travel, ferries, um, just contact us and we will give you advice to help. This is about awareness, this is about getting the aid to the right people. Thank well you. Done. Well done. Well, yeah. well, she should have should have made my interviews a much easier on the boat, wouldn't she? And, and in the van trips, if she if she'd have come with me. Yeah, the first sentence and, and, and about the longest. Um, but this, but I said all along, this isn't just about us, it's about inspiring others. And one chap we've already spoke to has been following our story. He got his van today. He's going tomorrow. So let's uh, uh, make. I'm getting a bit emotional thinking about. It. But that's what we need. We need other people now. Take on the ban. Go forward. You can do it. Gary can't get out of bed without putting his knee supports on in the morning. John can't walk, and Dave and I are silly fat twats. So if we can do it, if we can do it, you can do it. So please, please, let us know what you need. We can help. We can give you documentation, advice. Find it. I can tell you exactly what we did wrong, because we did. Um, but we got out there and back, so can you. Thank you so much for the journey. And um, chapter two, we'll update you when chapter two comes out. Thank you. So I expect that's fueled your feeling to sort of want to do it again. I, I think so. It's um, it was look, it was a great experience. They can't and, make me do it. And um, <laughs> I, I would go back for, for exactly the same reasons for for the reason I went. I think having seen it over there. Um, your perspective changes a bit more because you know four million people have left the Ukraine, um, which means if you're a great mathematician like me, population was 44 million. There's 40 million people still stuck in Ukraine. Uh, I think it's fantastic that the Russians are losing. Um, God bless them if they do lose. And so the more people that are stuck in there, you know, the ones outside of Ukraine in Poland, there's 2.4 million in, in Poland, can get fed, and the kids are at schools and getting educated, etc., etc. But there's 40 million that are stuck in there. So to be honest, um, you know, I know we, we've said it's tough and hard, etc., etc. It was a, it was a fantastic experience, um, and I and I would do it do it again tomorrow if we if we could do and the, the, all the the rest of it, depending on we, we depending need, on need how to. conditions change in Ukraine, that's something that you just have to judge closer to the time because Biden <coughs> was actually over there at the time, and as as Simon said, sixty fifty kilometres away from us, uh, the towns did get bombed in the morning and later on in the evening, um, so. But yeah, it's um, we're we're, we're, pl we're planning a time and right. We need a bit more funding to to do the next trip. 
Um, and I think the next trip will be, it may, it may, may be even harder than the first one, cause, but we'd, we'd, we've learned lessons of, of what to do. Not, but I don't think we can do it any quicker because you can't drive any further um, in, in any one day than, than we did. And uh, some, some of us are still recovering <laughs> from the journey. Others quite sprightly, they want to go back tomorrow. But, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, even when you're not driving, you sit in the van for the other eight hours a day or seven hours a day, you're not driving. That takes an hour of you to sit still, uh, you know, your legs are cramping up, especially when you've been driving for the first seven hours and your ankles used to be in at one position. Um, so it, no, it, it, it can be tough. However, I've said the, the the guy that went afterwards didn't find it tough at all. He he, he had one day there, one day back, and um, he was in and out of Poland. It was great. Our adventure was slightly slightly more, but I think they looked at us and went, "Yeah, they're idiots. They'll do it." <laughs> they must have known we were going over before. But but what Gary's alluding to there is the need now is the people the people who are outside and the um, the refugees are coming out as a trickle now rather than rather than as hordes. And it's, that was quite that was quite uh, emotional as well. Watching um, the guys because they've given everyone a gun and everyone a uniform. That, that they were walking their wives and kids to the border, and then saying goodbye. They were turning around and walking back to Ukraine because they're not allowed to leave. Any member between the age of 16 and 70, I think it was, are, are not allowed to leave, and just sending their kids off and then going back. Uh, and you think that that was that was quite that was quite tough to to, to take in. But uh, yeah, so. We have to go. Um, we can't. We can't not. And if that, we can inspire others to, to do it as well, then then our job's been great. So we want to get as many people out there. And we can help with that. We can help with logistics. We can tell people what to expect. We can do a document. I'm doing an idiot's guide to delivering aid to you, Poland and Ukraine. You know, where this is what you need to do. These are people you need to speak to. You can phone these people for help in the, in, in in Poland. You can go this route or that route, um, depending on how long you want to spend. There's another lady I'm dealing with that's taking um, food out for animals next week, uh, and she's she's going for two weeks because she's going on her own. Things like that are sensible. You can't expect to drive there and back in 14 days if you're on your own because you just you just won't. Um, so, but, but it's the lessons we can pass on and the experience we can pass on. If we do it again, we might do things slightly differently, go a slightly different way just to see which was a better way. And we will take the pain to help others. Brilliant. Well, you can still donate. It's uh, AFCBpodcast.com slash Ukraine. That will take you straight to the GoFundMe page, which has got a complicated address. AFCBpodcast.com slash Ukraine. Any final words, Willow? It was... Who was your favourite person to be in a van with? Oh, that's oh, a, oh no! Don't, no, no, no. Embarrass me. don't embarrass me! Don't embarrass me! He's bought him flowers and everything. Yeah. <laughs> do, you me? To, do you want me to leave the room? <laughs> can, we, can we talk about the Bristol game now? Oh, you've done, you've done that, bit. The Bristol game started, yeah. But I mean, uh, no, the trip. Everyone was going great. Everyone was fantastic and great fun. I mean, great fun in terms of we did the best we could. Uh, when you, you're sitting together for all that time. Because if you, if you can't get on, you soon found out. Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> you'll know about it. But it's never a, it was never a great thing. Uh, the lads were brilliant. But 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 I think that was so. Keep saying it very important. You know, after four or six hours, change it up. You know, sleep with a different in a different the combination that night in the, with, with the van or in a hostel. You know, you you change it around. I don't want to sleep in one of them hammocks again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't in like the back of the van. I didn't like that. Can I do it when we'd emptied it though? Yeah. So <laughs> Wow, incredible. With 13 hours of ferry crossings and 40 hours of driving, Willow, Gary Francis and Simon Cable, and also David Joyner as well, you boys did absolutely incredible. You can watch their video diaries over on the YouTube channel with some, with some raw footage to boot. Superb stuff.
Right, that wraps up episode 155. Next, it's 156. And we're going to be back in midweek for this one because it is a double bill. We've got Sheffield United. That's away at Bramall Lane. But then Middlesbrough at home as well. Two teams that are still vying to get in the playoffs. So I'm telling you now, hopefully we'll get some points because you know what we're like when we play better sides. This is going to shoot me in the foot if we get this wrong. But anyway, until the next episode, hopefully it'll be a happy one. Have a good week. Up the cherries. And thanks for listening to Back in the Net, the AFC Ball with podcast.